I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing, the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind, and the business got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know, the street nerd has got no time for no kata. Sass in class, yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Rant Room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, and we keep it Wakanda forever. Yeah. On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. Little disclaimer, Lisa Bolacaja is out. Um, she'll be back soon, you know, dealing with the Rona and stuff. <clears throat> and then um, Chris Derrick is out. He's on He's on his outline this week for his show. Um, but he'll be back soon. And um, with that, if you guys are grown, let's jump on into the show. <clears throat> Today, we got my man in the house, little bro. Look at that. See them vocals right there? That's that's some karaoke night. That's some bullshit right there. Ha, <laughs> Y'all know I can go against Mariah and then with that. Woo, 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 woo. Um, <laughs> so we got my man, Nasir Kenneth Farabee in the building from assistant to producer. He didn't did the thing, y'all. He didn't did the thing. What's up, man? Welcome to the show. Hey, good afternoon, man. Thank you for having me. Indeed. I really appreciate it. Indeed. I can't remember. How did we meet? I remember. What was it? We met at um, one of those like open mm-hmm. WGA um, like Committee of Black Writers events, okay. I okay. believe. I think we sort of met in passing <laughs> there. But I think you know it was also it was initially on social media, and then we okay. sort of met in person there. Okay. And then you said, "Hey, swing by my office. Let's chop mm-hmm. it up." And then it's been it's been it's been it's been big brother, little brother ever since. Yes, of course. Yeah, and let me tell you something I love about you, Nasir. Here's here's something I love about you. Motherfuckers in L.A. and you know this, D. My assistant Darnell. Motherfuckers in L.A. talk about what they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. I ain't never seen you talk about something you didn't finish. I, true. You feel me? True. Every time I talk to you, I'm working on this thing, and next thing I know, y'all motherfuckers is. You know, <laughs> at, at nine festivals across the globe, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, or you on some TV show, whatever the BET, uh-huh. you know, TV one, whatever it is, yeah. you out there killing it. And I'm always like, wow, like he really did the thing. Thank and now you. you're like really hitting that scripted thing, yeah. you know. And and and, and uh, just give me, forgive me, but that's one thing I really want to get into is mm-hmm. one of the things I love about this show is talking about the pivot. Mm-hmm. You know how you went from to, you know, because mm-hmm. you know working in that reality world people are like oh he does reality you're like no totally. motherfucker i could do it all absolutely <laughs> you know what i mean but yeah. we'll get into all that we'll get into all that. look forward to it yes indeed indeed so where are you from how you got into the game i'm born and raised in philly oh. uh specifically uh grew up in southwest philly between south southwest and south philly mm-hmm. so uh you know uh i was raised by my grandmother my aunt 
Uh, so shout out to them. Shout out to Glory and Robin Furby, uh, who are just the, the blue. The, <laughs> the black the, folk names. The, the, <laughs> yeah, you know, the, 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 uh, the two of them are yeah. the, the foundation of everything. Yeah. They, um, that's my mother's mother and my mother's sister. Are y'all um, Haitian? What y'all? No, no, we're, we're black American. We, okay. but a lot of people think we're Haitian because yeah, yeah, yeah. of the last name. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, you know the history, you know, so, you know. They might be somewhere. I don't know how we got a, how we got a French last name. Well, oh, I, know, I know how we got a French last name. We, we know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but no, no we're, we're black American, but we get but we get that a lot uh so yeah born and raised in philly um and uh spent spent a lot of weekends and summers down uh south philly in particular uh with all my cousins and my grandmother's sisters and um and yeah just i i was there from birth to 24 and then i moved to jersey city and then i moved to astoria queens and then i moved to la Uh so i've been i've been all over right yeah. So what what brought you? Matter of fact, do me while I'm asking you questions. Go ahead and get yourself set up with that camera so that D okay. can shoot you. Um, <clears throat> what what moved you to New York, and how did you finally eventually? Did you always know you wanted to do movies and TV and shit, or or how did that work for you? Yeah, since I would say about 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, uh, I remember specifically being in a movie theater in Yaden. Yaden is like a small suburb. Like I write out, like literally like two minutes outside of uh, Southwest Philly. Um, and they had like this $2, I think it was like $2 Tuesday movie night okay. that me and my aunt, like, she would always take me to. And I was watching The Best Man. And just to see all those like those like beautiful, like dark skinned men, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like seeing them, like seeing Take Diggs, Morris Chestnut, um like it was it was it was really life changing for me and they were they were eloquent and they were college educated mm-hmm. and um the char- the characters were they are in real life too mm-hmm. but the characters were you know educated and they were successful and they were businessmen and and I was like I, a part of me was like I want to be like them and but also it was like I want to tell stories like that too and then before that you know I was just a big TV and movie kid like um I would sit in the living room uh, with my like sort of with like with my legs spread out like like this in my hands <laughs> by my back and my grandmother my aunt would walk over me really yeah like and, and they and they were so patient and um they were so patient and so loving as they always are mm-hmm. so they would walk over me without any problems as I would and, and also my grandmother never put a limitation on what I could watch mm-hmm. so I was I think I was five when Boys in the Hood came out so I was watching that like by myself and then I was like eight when Poetic Justice came out and then like watching Do the Right Thing like and, and you know it's like they never were These like these youngsters, honey. These youngsters. Yeah, yeah. so they, they were never like, oh, you can't watch that. You know, they gave me a lot of freedom when it came to the content that I took in. And I know people say like, oh, you know, your, your kids shouldn't watch too much TV and too many too many movies. But for me, it worked out. So uh, those stories really resonated with me um, and they really were impactful. And so I always knew that I would... I think what I remember telling my grandmother, my aunt, when I was 13, I said, I'm going to move to L.A. and I'm going to be a, a Hollywood mogul. Mm. Um, and I want and I want to be like Puffy and Jay-Z. Um, and that was really all I kind of knew. Um, and I didn't know how it, how it would manifest. But they, it was definitely like all of those factors. Spike Lee, John Singleton, Puffy, Jay, Dame Dash. Like those are the men that I looked up to and I wanted to be like. It's funny you mentioned those people. <clears throat> Dame Dash gets a lot of slack for you know his cockiness and all that, mm-hmm. but sometimes he be dropping some game. Yeah, I'm just gonna say it. Yeah, he said something at one point several years ago. It's like he was on some show and he was talking about like how he would not work for anybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I'm that was my own boss. Yeah, that was the Breakfast Club interview. Yeah, yeah. that was the infamous. Yeah, one. exactly. Yes. And and I remember that resonating with me because to be honest with you, I should be a lot more further in my career, so to speak. 
I have a so good, to so to speak. I have a good career. You know, I, I do what I do, and I'm I'm happy mm. because I stayed outside of the, the industry. So as I stayed outside of the the network stuff, mm-hmm. you know, now I'm pushing into that. Totally, and I had to kind of reinvent myself in that way, and they had to kind of find me. Yeah. you know what I mean. <clears throat> but I did that kind of intentionally because when I got in, I wanted to go in on a higher level. I didn't want to just start from the bottom and work my way up and all that. I wanted to come yeah. in and be like, dude, I already know how to do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I can run this room. I could run this show. I could yeah. do whatever. And so that was my way in. It's a longer process to do that. Totally. You yeah. know, and as you know. Oh, yeah, um, I know. And so, um, but yet I find that fascinating to me about those people inspired you because those are some powerful motherfuckers to inspire you yeah you know yeah I all mean, bosses yeah yeah, yeah i mean the, the, I, I i saw them growing up and, and and they were also like they were really impactful in terms of like just they, they looked like me you know what i mean like and i i needed to see uh men in particular that really looked like me who were doing who were moving the way that i wanted to move and doing what i wanted to do and, and it was it was like that the get the ghetto fabulous movement like mm-hmm. like that was like that was what that was just what I wanted to be, and so so yeah, they were extremely influential for sure. So did you did you go to college in New York? How did you end up? So I ended up in New York. Uh, I went to uh, I went to Temple University in Philly. Mm-hmm. I was a film. Well, first I went to Delaware County Community College, uh, which is in Media, Pennsylvania. So that's like in a, that's a suburb about about an hour outside of Philly. So I went there because I played around a bit in high school. Graduated with like a three when I could have graduated with like a four uh, and no shade to like junior colleges, but ended up going to like a junior college when I really could have went to like NYU or mm-hmm. USC or Morehouse. I just was, I got kind of sort of caught up in foolishness in high school, or not foolishness, but I just couldn't quite. He was at the foot. club, you know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I was, I was, I was, I was fourteen at the club, just living it up. That freak, no, I, freak Nick yeah. and shit. I seen you. Yeah, yeah. I just, I uh, just couldn't <laughs> quite find my voice, I guess. And then, um, went to Delaware County Community College. Uh, just was a, a liberal arts major there, and I experimented with a few with a few projects, and then I ended up working with this incredible woman by the name of Susan Lehman, who was thank just thank you, man, who was uh, extremely influential. And she said one day, "Hey, um, it was I was taking her intro to theater class, mm. and she said, hey, I'm I'm doing a.' Um, so were, were you acting at one point too? Uh, yeah, okay. I was actually. Yeah, there was one point, and I, I guess we may get to this. There was one point where I was taking, I was a PA at VH1 during mm-hmm. the day. I was taking acting classes at HB Studios at night, oh. and I was taking dance classes at Broadway Dance Center <laughs> on the weekends. Really? So just trying he was to really like, doing New yeah, York. Like just, wasn't he? just really trying to be like, okay, <laughs> what route do I want to go? Right. You know, do I want to kind of go like, you know, the Frank Gatson route and sort of go through dance? Mm-hmm. Do I want to go? Um, do I want to go the actor route or do I want to go through the production route? Obviously, right. I chose the production route because right. it was I think it was the, the best sit, the best fit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> Susan Lehman, she said, hey, um, I'm doing a, I'm doing a film this weekend and I'm looking for volunteers. And um, and I took off work. I was working at I was working at a supermarket at the time and I worked there for like seven years from mm-hmm. like 16 to 23. Um, so a pretty long time. And yeah. I took off work for the weekend and I volunteered on her film. And um, I felt just something really just in, in, insanely special. Mm. Um, it was something that for me was really like it was really a spiritual it was home, experience. It was home. It yeah. was it, it was like because I wasn't very athletic growing up. I wasn't like an artist by the by by way of like by by painting or, or drawing the way my grandmother was. Like my grandmother was, she could like do fashion design. She can mm-hmm. paint. She can draw. I was more of like a writer, but it didn't. I was smart. I got good grades, but there was nothing that I felt 
really, really special at, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Okay. There was nothing I felt really, really good at. And then I think I was 19 when I stepped on my first film set, and it just was like, oh, mm-hmm. this is my thing. I was like, oh, this is what I'm really, really good at. Like, this is my special thing, you know? And, and she came up to me that Monday, and she said, you know... Um, she said, hey, can I talk to you after class? And I said, yeah, sure. And I was like, I was like, what happened? And she said, I want you to know every single person on that film came up to me and said, who is he? Who is that guy? People he's are watching. Really, he's really you. amazing. Like, yeah. who is this guy? He's mm-hmm. he's incredible. And that was when I, I went into, like, student services the next day. I filled out my transfer papers for Temple University. Mm-hmm. And um, I, tra- I started the transfer process of going to temple as a film major oh. and um it was like okay this is what i'm doing interesting i yeah. like that that's the, now that's a good story see i remember talking with my my sister this is 15 years ago when my nephews were in school or whatever and my nephew was like you know not good grades had some add you know sometimes in special classes and what like this and this and she couldn't get him to read stuff and whatever and i'm like but you let him go outside and battle rap somebody he'll destroy them mm-hmm. right and i was like he's like number two dude in the bay area right mm-hmm. and i was like you know what you need to do i said Pac came out with you know a, a there was like a, a bio on Pac or something i was like get it get it from him. i bet you 500 dollars he reads it wow Oh, he read it mm-hmm. and was like, and what else? Mm-hmm. So I said, you got to find the thing Absolutely. that they want. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And yeah. he always liked to cook. Next thing you know, he ended up, you know, graduating from high school and going and get his chef's license and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's like lots of little things. You got to figure out what's the thing they always do and dig into that. Absolutely. You know, but we don't, oh, we don't want them to be a rapper. We don't want them to be whatever. But if it makes them read. Mm-hmm. Give them the thing that give them give them fifty's new book. Yeah. Give them whatever the thing is, and I bet you they will take the time to read it because they're curious. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean for <clears throat> me, I was really fortunate because um, you know my family at the time, they 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 kind of got it mm-hmm. but some of them kind of didn't quite get it like you know like you know me being a film major like um, everyone was like supportive just because i was going to school it was like you know you're going to school you ain't in the streets yeah. you're working part-time you know you, you're doing you're doing great so but you know people i don't think it really clicked until like i i got the i got a big internship at, at, at mtv mm. so uh you know i made sure I, I locked in three internships by the time i graduated and um one was i was an intern at the greater philadelphia film office mm-hmm. um shout out to the two jones for hiring me <laughs> um and then i was an intern on this show called uh what's going on it was it was on for like one season mm-hmm. for um the it was called the end network and then the end network became teen nick so right. then that kind of got me that got viacom on my resume mm-hmm. and then the big big thing for me that you know my big dream was like i want to be an intern at mtv in new york city mm. that was like the big thing and i was like i'm and i i set the goal was it was it because of music for you or what was that it i just it, at that time no shade to mtv but I, at that time mtv <laughs> was like you. mtv was like the you know trl was <laughs> yeah. out it was like the it was like the last three years of trl mm-hmm. and it was mtv i, I was a, i was an mtv kid you mm-hmm. know i grew up on it and so mtv was like the big and it was also in New York, and I was I was in Philly, so I could get there really quickly. And mm-hmm. then back to Puffy again. I'd read, or I I'd, I'd heard about how Puffy uh, commuted from Howard in D.C. to New York mm-hmm. and to intern at Uptown. So I was like, oh, I'm going to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that was actually how I sold myself in the interview. They were like, well, how are you going to intern here? And you live in Philly. And I was like, well, Puffy did it. 
so I can do it. <laughs> exactly. And they were like, okay, cool. And so I locked in that internship my very last semester. Mm-hmm. I interned for uh, Lauren Lazen. She was an uh, Academy Award nominee for Tupac Resurrection. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the start of my career in New York City. And then that internship led to me becoming a PA at VH1, production management. Um, and it was, it was just like, you know, working on clip shows mm-hmm. and also working on like third party production. So like, I was, you know, 22 years old, graduated Temple with honors um, and commuting back and forth every day from Philly to New York because I didn't have any money to move to New York. Mm. So I was commuting back and forth. I was on a train six hours a day, um, three hours one way, three hours, three hours another um, for three hours of sleep. (laughs) Yeah, basically. I did it for a year and eight months. Wow. Um, And uh, work again, working on clip shows and also working on like third party production. So like, you know, my like my job would be like to read through and it's, it's funny how God wastes nothing I tell people God, I tell people all God the time wastes that absolute, stupid job you thought you had comes listen, back a couple years later God wastes nothing yep. because I was you know again 22 and my job was to I had to read through contracts for like Celebrity Fit Club mm-hmm. or like um you know, I, I love New York or something right. like that, and I'm have to read through the contracts and put together the invoices from the from the third party production company from like oh. and from like a four nine five productions or something like mm-hmm. that. I would put together the invoice with the contract. I have to read through the contract, highlight where it says how much we're supposed to pay them, when we're supposed to pay them, tab it, circulate the invoices, get you know get finance to sign off, get production managers to sign off, get production to sign off, and then process it. And then I would hold get on, the hold check. On, hold on, hold on. Did you hear that? He's seeing all them zeros and he ain't yeah. making no zeros. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> then, then I would, then I would get How the check. How bad do you want it? Yeah, right. then I would get the check from accounts payable. So I'm this 22 year old dude from Philly, right. and I'm holding a 450 thousand dollar check in my hand or a million dollar check in my hand, and then I send it out to the companies, um, you know, via like DHL at that time. Right, right. Um, and I would, That's and, a lot of trust. Yeah, and it was and it was a lot of trust and a lot of paperwork and a lot of contract reading mm-hmm. and all and all of the other PAs in the pit. We all we all like worked out of this pit right. at um sixteen thirty three Broadway in New York and Midtown, and um they would be on set with like the Backstreet Boys mm-hmm. and they would be on set with like you know whomever the you know you know you know Foxy Brown or whatever mm-hmm. at the time, and I would be doing a ton of paperwork <laughs> and I'd be like what the heck like I'm so sick, sick of doing paperwork like like you know come on like I want some on set experience but mm-hmm. again god wastes nothing because cut to 10 years later i can read a contract like the back of my exactly. hand like and i like literally with mm-hmm. my attorney i go through my contracts first mm-hmm. and then i pass them to her mm-hmm. i do you the know, same thing you know what i mean yeah. like i'm like i'm like oh i just i saw this clause this doesn't really make sense i saw this i saw this note this doesn't really make sense mm-hmm. um this is you know red flag in this and so a, a lot of people you know didn't have that experience but mm-hmm. i got it and i know how you know, I learned very early on, you know, how, you know what a 10% EP fee, what a 10% production company fee was and, and you know, and how much an editor makes because I was I had access to, you know, multi-million dollar budgets. You Budget, know what I mean? Like important. I was I was going through like four million dollar budgets, five right. million dollar budgets, sitting with my with my production managers at that time who were so amazing. Shout out to Arturo and Janae um, in Holland, in Holland um, <laughs> because they, you know, they let me they and they taught me and they really, really took me under their wing when they didn't have to. Mm-hmm. And they would take me through budgets budgets line by line and, and fee by fee and I learned a ton so you know all of that wasn't wasted and then I transferred into like more heavy production so then I was on set with like the Backstreet Boys yeah. and Foxy Brown and Little Kim and all those folks and then I got a chance Say to like cousin and stuff, yeah, you, know. you know what I mean I got a chance to see like how that component of it all worked yeah. so you know running up and down Midtown Manhattan carrying carrying two cases of water mm-hmm. you know uh, you know trying to get certain artists you know out of 
predict you know mm-hmm. scenarios and get them on set like can you please come out of your trailer <laughs> so you know uh then then i started to get some of that experience too right, so right. that was my new york journey and finally after a year and eight months of commuting back and forth um viacom went through this whole thing and this amazing um amazing woman named unique she uh she had this amazing she had this great you can't be, you can't not be an amazing if your name is unique exactly unique okay. with an e and <laughs> she uh we all kind of got uh laid off so to right. speak uh at, at at vh1 and she was like i'm going to i'm going to barcelona hmm. and she picked up and moved to barcelona and she was like and you can have my apartment what yeah she was like so i had an apartment in jersey city for 650 a month what? Yeah, which was crazy. Huh. An hour outside of New York City. Uh, so I finally was able to move to to Jersey That's a City. Much better transportation. Exactly. <laughs> so I was finally able to move and then and that was where my I will always say moving to Jersey City and then to New York City mm-hmm. when I was 24. That was when I felt like I really woke up for the first time mm. because I had access to I mean, things big and small, like, you he know. was at the ballrooms, you know. You yeah, was I, I was at the ballrooms. <laughs> I, you know, I, I came out, mm-hmm. you know. I was able to see, you know, other other men, you know, other men who looked like me mm-hmm. and, and be influenced by them. So, you know, I was able to, like, you know, I didn't have the courage to kind of be in the scene at that point yet, but mm-hmm. I got familiar with, like, you know, a Nathan Hell Williams right. and an Emma Wilbekin and a Keith Boykin. I kind of was like, oh, like, they kind of look like me or and and they're they're a lot like who I want to be and, mm-hmm. like, they're very successful and they're educated and they travel the world. I didn't really have that in Philly, to right. be honest with you. So New York City was really, <clears throat> it took everything about my mind and my thinking and shook it up completely. Mm-hmm. So whether it, me, whether it was me coming out as an out and proud black black gay man or me honestly learning how to use chopsticks like <laughs> like seriously like i learned like Hold in on, new explain york city explain that explain that so, oh you mean to eat to eat oh, yeah hilarious. yeah so i'll never forget like funny story like i was we we were at korean barbecue and i won't say the name of the person but i was i was with a high level executive at that time mm-hmm. and you know I, I was the only black man in the department right. and um i didn't know how to use chopsticks at the time and we were at korean barbecue and i didn't know how to like use my food and she embarrassed the hell out of me oh really yeah she was like because it because it, it, it she didn't i don't think her intention was to be like um culturally insensitive mm-hmm. um she didn't look like she didn't look like me um but <laughs> i didn't know how to use chopsticks because i had never really had access to right. chopsticks and so yeah when we order we still use a fork yeah exactly <laughs> so you know like and you know shout out to my production manager at the time because she kind of was a buffer yeah. uh but the executive was like the executive was like roasting me and one thing about me is that you never want to go against me because i'm Uh-oh. always gonna i'm always gonna come back Uh-oh. and i've made a commitment like that day i was like i'm gonna learn how to use these damn chopsticks mm. And I went home and I learned, mm. and I figured it out. Now you know, you <clears throat> got, pro, now, now you can catch me at Izakaya by Katsuyu on Third all the damn time. You know what I mean? Now you can catch me at Korean, in Japanese. You can catch yes, me, like, you can come get, catch me at Korean barbecue, flipping that shit like a mofo. But oh, um, God. but yeah, like New York City, like was like it was like oh, like you have access to like you know um, like great sushi right. and great Indian food and um, the ballrooms and you know mm-hmm. what I mean like and, and you culture. know yeah like just go, like incredible culture like I you know someone said to me one day like New York isn't a melting pot it's a mosaic mm. you know it's a gorgeous mosaic of like all of these different things and people and cultures um, you know so New York really changed my life mm. it really really did so I owe a great deal of uh, not only my success, but also who I am to that city. Well, your your teens or your 
early 20s really makes you. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And it influences probably where you're going to be, what you're totally. going to do. <clears throat> That's why I'm always surprised I meet, you know, uh, uh, younger writer, actors, performers, whatever, and they're still not sure, like, what they want to do, what they want to be. Mm -hmm. Like, coming out of high school, it's like, I, it's, maybe it's because of me. I was 12, and I was literally getting on a bus from Palo Alto, taking it 45 minutes up to San Francisco to audition for shit mm -hmm. by yeah. myself. Totally. You know what I mean? I get it. Yeah. And it's like, how do you not know what you want to do? That always just trips me out. But I was somebody who I was like, wow, I'm just, I love to watch people dance. And I was like a naturally good dancer. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, how do I do that? And I was like, oh, well, there's a children's theater over there. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll do that. You know what I mean? So I was always just curious, you mm -hmm. know, to try things and to do things. And so I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I never understood that. Everybody's like, well, how do you or where do you? And mm -hmm. Google, bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I feel, I feel. And I didn't like, have Google back yeah, then. Look. Like I, feel, I feel, I feel kind of bad for people who kind of don't have an idea of what they want to do because, um, for me, I was a lot, much like you. Yeah, I was really clear. Like I remember, like being twelve, and my grandmother coming home, and I was looking for like agents in the phone book, mm. um, and she was like. Nah, and shout out to her because she knew I was way too sensitive to be a child actor. <laughs> but I wanted you could not tell me that I was not Ray J and Brandy's little brother. Okay, like you could not tell me. Like I was just like I was like I, I like I wanted to be like Brandy and Ray J mm -hmm. so badly because they were like they were. They were do you still want to be like? <laughs> hey, listen, I, 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 listen. I, I, look, hey, look, no, there will be no Brandy or Ray J slander on my watch. I love them very much, very deeply, very dearly. But um, they were the kids that looked closest to me. Okay, you know, because all the other kids were like. Like, you know, they were like skin and they were mixed and like they were like the two brown kids that were right. doing what I wanted to do. And I was like, I wanted to be like them. Mm. Um, and so I was I was like, I wanted to be like I wanted to be one of those kids. But right. my, again, my grandmother knew she was like, mm -mm. you know, she was like, you, you're not you're not, you know, you're a little too sensitive mm -hmm. for the, you know, to be a child actor. So we we going we going to keep you here. And thank God. Thank you. Right. Thank God she did that. It was one of the best decisions she ever made, for sure. And see, I was a child actor, but I was by myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I would just go and do these shows and do these commercials. And my mom was like, what do you get? How did you? Oh, dad signed it. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. whatever. She's like, oh, what? Like, things mm -hmm. were, like, happening. And she they weren't even aware. Totally. You know, until years later when I started getting, like, bigger roles on TV. They were mm -hmm. like, oh. Or they'd, they'd be watching TV and there's my commercial playing all the time. And mm -hmm. they're like, when did you do that? <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, so I, I was my grandmother's uh, do-over baby, okay. so I was watched like a hawk. <laughs> I was, you know, I was her. Cause she her raised, do over, yeah, because she, cause she, cause she raised, she raised her, 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 she raised my mother and her and her and my mother, and my aunt, mm -hmm. um, and then she had me. Did your um, mom have a younger or something? Or? It, like twenty, okay, yeah. Not so bad. not not too too yeah. young, um, but my grandmother had her young, um, and so when my grandmother got me, mm -hmm. she was like, oh no 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 no, she <laughs> like when I say it was like when I she was on it. She would she would always she would not joke, but I took it as a joke. She would always be like, mm -mm, nope. I know the game now. You're not. You're not. Cause she was uh, forty when she took me for okay. full time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. She was forty, and my aunt was twenty three or something mm. like that so what, what happened do you mind me asking what happened to mom uh yeah i, I won't get into it okay. but uh but you know just uh you know life right. and um and it all worked out the way it was supposed to right. you know what i mean and, and it didn't hinder you in any no 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 right. and then my and my relationship with my with my biological parents is, is really awesome now oh, so good. it worked out perfectly good awesome yeah yeah awesome. yeah so let's jump into how you um so you were there working your way up mm-hmm 
you know, in the whole reality system, mm-hmm. you know, which is a challenge in its own self because the budgets are usually smaller. Now, yeah. sometimes they pay you guys pretty well when you start to get up to a certain level. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, how did you manage to work yourself up? And the reason I'm asking you this, mm-hmm. you know, I got my assistant here in the room and he knows he's been around me for years now. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I always say that I appreciate about this cat right here, mm-hmm. if I drop something, he'll run over here and pick it up. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that to be a slave. Mm-hmm. I mean to be there to help you. Yeah, yeah. Be I'm, that type of person. I know that that is a thing you have. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I know everybody noticed you. Yeah, so, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that that is that is true. I think um, I was also really really fortunate. Like I, I my first job again, God God is abundant. My first job, um, I went into the department and. I worked for quite a few mean girls, to be honest with you. Like they were like who looked nothing like me. And then and show and sure enough, four months later, they all left one by one. Really? All left one by one. I mean, hmm. God is so good. And then uh, these amazing. So mentors. had you had quit? Yeah, because I was mm-hmm. about to quit. Mm-hmm. They, were, I mean, they were so horrible to me. They mm-hmm. were so one in particular who I name I won't say. Mm-hmm. Um, who that bitch? Who that <laughs> bitch? <laughs> you know, um, but she, but she knows who she is. She, I mean, she was so horrible. I mean, she mm-hmm. was so horrible to me. Um, but again, God wastes nothing because she was so horrible to me. I treat my team so well, right. and I'm and I am intensely immensely protective of my team Mm -hmm. like I don't play that you will not talk to my PAs crazy you will not treat my PAs bad I don't do I don't have my PAs do anything that I won't do Uh, Mm -hmm. there was something happened on set the other day um, because we were shooting at Kenneth Hahn and they just they just needed to pour extra water into the toilet to get like the toilet paper down Mm -hmm. and I put on gloves and I did it myself Mm -hmm. and someone said to me they was like you have so many PAs why don't you ask me to do it and I said anything that's nasty or gross I do it myself first I also learned that from Susan Lehman because on the set of her film, she cleaned the bathroom and she was the writer director. Wow. And she said, now, if I actually clean the bathroom for the second day, would you have done it? I said, yeah. She said, and you know why? Because you watched me do it. Facts. So so anything that's Facts. nasty or gross, I do it first. I was just on, I was just on the side of the highway dumping dumping out trash before <laughs> I, I produced this Vanity Fair Hagen Dazs shoot, and I was like dumping dumping out trash on the side of the hallway, highway because you know I couldn't find a late night dumpster. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like I I do it because like I'll do it by side by side with my PAs mm-hmm. or with my coordinators so to know that I'm down for them. Um, and I'm down with them. And that there's nothing, everything is special about me, but also nothing is special about me. Mm-hmm. I'm no different from you. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> then this new regime came in at VH1, um, of, uh, and I will say their names, uh, Janae Dutton and Arturo Scheinberg um, and Highland Sobers. And they took, um, they mentored me and guided me and nurtured me and taught me and treated me so well and they are they are mentors to this day Mm -hmm. you know 14 years later um and then so you've done dozens of shows yeah yeah so i was their pa um for their production assistant and then you know i just i just kept climbing i pa'd for like three years in new york and then i went from i went from intern to pa to coordinator to then i went to um nbc the marriage ref shout out to um to Angela Harmon and, and Sandra Filippo, mm-hmm. and I'm dro- and I'm dropping their names because these are, these are people that people really, need to know who they are. These are people that really mm-hmm. were like, let me give you a shot, right. and they really they got me over to NBC. Um, two two brilliant and beautiful black women, like they got me over there, and that that was a huge thing. Mm-hmm. And then um then I was associate producer on NBC, the Marriage Ref, and then after the Marriage Ref, I think I did the Foxy Brown pilot. 
back with Holland at 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 VH1. Mm-hmm. Then I left there. Then I went to MTV as a as like in the, as a coordinator in the development. So we department. made it to MTV. Uh, yeah, <laughs> then I went back to MTV, and then I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, let me get. And then I went to um, True Entertainment, mm-hmm. and um, I got a call one day. Funny story. Mm-hmm. Tell it. Tell it. Um, so I was at MTV, and. Um, there was a a, a, a a guy, really great, really great guy. Um, this this is a testament to how like God will answer your prayers. God is always listening. Um, and he was like, "Oh, I'm going off to make, I'm going off to do the first show for the Oprah Winfrey Network, hmm. a show called Behind the Scenes of Oprah. So I'm going to be traveling to like Australia and to L.A. and whatever." And I was jealous. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you know how like you'd be like. Uh-huh. <clears throat> my one of my pastors, he he does his voice. He was like, "I'm so happy for you." Like I did that. Yeah. Like I was like, "I'm so happy for, for the you." Smile. Like well, I, yeah. I, I was jealous, and there, <laughs> you know, and that's something I really worked on in my life and in my career about with being jealous of people. I was Hilliard. I was jealous. Then you stepping into envy now. Yeah, like yeah. I was like I was like I I was like I should have that job and I want that job because it was when Oprah had you know announced the launch and mm-hmm. every and every and you know people were getting hired. Everyone was sending their resume. Mm-hmm. And so I think maybe nine months went by, and I'm st- I work I work I was finished up at MTV, finished up at NBC, etc. I get a call. Hmm. Um, um, I get a call from uh, a woman named Artesia, and then someone else, and they and she goes um and and t- they both go, hey um. I think I was whenever I would wrap a job, I would send out about like a hundred to ten resumes. Oh my god! Really? Yeah, yeah. Every time, I, like six weeks before I would wrap a gig, mm-hmm. I would just send it out. Smart. You know, ten resumes. I always my, you got to be prepping for the I next. Used to, thing. I used to always say ten resumes. <laughs> ten resumes a day keeps the unemployment away. Mm-hmm. That was like that was one of the things I used to always say. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was sent out a resume, and then also a friend of mine, Artesia, she was like, "Hey, someone's looking for a job, um, for an associate producer job on some show at the Open Free Network." <laughs> I sent it in. Um, a guy calls me. Um, he because he, he was trying to replace himself, mm-hmm. and he goes, "Hey, so I just got your resume from two different people at the same time within mm-hmm. w- within an hour of one another." Oh wow! So I figured like I got to know who this guy is, mm-hmm. and I got I got hired on that same exact job that I was so jealous of that guy. Really? It was on it was a show called Behind the Scenes of Oprah. It was Oprah's first show for her network, mm-hmm. and then that got me in the Oprah Winfrey Network sort of family mm-hmm. and so I did Behind the Seas of Oprah for 10 months then I did two seasons of Unfaithful Stories of Betrayal mm-hmm. and then I did Oprah's Favorite Things 2012 wow yeah and I got to meet Miss Winfrey for the first time <laughs> and, and Miss King it took you three shows to get to meet her yeah and then, I, then I, I got I got to meet her froze you froze froze <laughs> froze you supposed to channel your acting ability nope froze <laughs> I like I froze and um <laughs> And they said, um, Nasir, can you go get Miss Winfrey from the dressing room? And I went, mm-mm. <laughs> mm-mm. They said, no, Nasir, can you go get her? from the t- Can you go get her? Can you go get Miss Winfrey and Miss King and take them to set? Mm-mm. Really? I, I froze. I, because I also wasn't in L.A. by that point. Right. So I wasn't used to, like, really famous people. Mm. By that time, I was still, you know, a New York guy. And mm-hmm. so, um, and you know, you you would get occasionally, like, in a Viacom building, you would get some big stars that you would yeah. see. But, like, 
they would be like rushed into TRL and then rushed out. Right. Um, so Flash, I was flashes of them. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, they, I, they was like, I was like, Mm-mm. and and um and, and Adam Glassman, he he bless his heart, he came, he was he was the he may still be at uh the uh, the magazine, mm-hmm. but he he saw he was like he came and he was like I got you, no worries, brother. <laughs> and he came and he he took them to set with me, took them to set mm. for me because I just was so nervous. Mm. Now I would you know I would jump in and be like, yeah. hey, you know how you doing, Miss Winfrey? How you doing, Miss King? Let me take you to set. <laughs> but I was just so in awe, like when she walked in. I never forget when she, she got wa- presence. I never forget when she walked in, and I was like, oh, she walks. <laughs> I don't know what I thought she did. I thought maybe she glided into That's a room, hilarious. but it was the same. It was the same thing that I saw like the first time I saw Beyonce walk into a room. And I was like, "Oh, they the walk." First time, look at that dude. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was like, "Oh, they." I was like, "Oh, they walk." And I remember looking at Beyonce and being like, "Oh, she walks just like a regular black girl." That's hilarious. I just, I was like, I thought she would glide into the room or I thought like she would be like I thought like she would be like on Julius's like Julius is her bodyguard wow. anyone in the beehive knows who Julius is I thought Julius would be like being like carry her on mm. like his shoulder and like they would like lay, lay, lay like lay she rose can't touch the floor. and like lay rose puddles I thought like I don't know what I but yeah so I, when I saw Miss Winfrey and Beyonce walking I was like they walk. I, I don't know what to do. Freaked out. Oh my God, they're human. They're human beings. I thought I they like, were vampires. Exactly. I was like, I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. That is a hilarious story. But, um, but yes, I ended up getting the job that I, that I remember, ended up getting the exact job. Not the exact job because he got to travel the world. I didn't. I was in post. Right. But I still got you know, I got 25 episodes of credits on that on that show. Mm-hmm. So as I bet a, you learned some shit. I learned a ton as mm-hmm. a senior associate producer, mm-hmm. and um and that was and that was a testament to be like that was one of the first times where I learned like the importance of not being envious and not being jealous because what God has for you, He has for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like you really have to like you really have to be mm-hmm. faithful and be steadfast and like you know he hears your prayers he like he like and it may not happen when you want it the way you want it because i i didn't get that job till like 10 months later mm-hmm. but it all worked out because i want i wanted that one so bad like i wanted that one i talk about this on my show maybe twice before i talk about envy <clears throat> and i talk about how i got it out of my life because mm-hmm. i didn't know i was it was fucking with me really bad like mm-hmm. i don't know 2007 2008 somewhere right around the strike Mm-hmm. which is why I started my own company, all that shit mm-hmm. after this. What happened was <clears throat> I was talking with an older black um, producer friend of mine, and we were talking, and I was just like just bitching about, all oh, my friend got this, my friend got that, just nagging. Mm-hmm. And he was like, child, you work on my nerves. Mm-hmm. He's like, you need to, he was a queen too. <laughs> he said, mm-hmm. you need to put envy in the, in the, in the freezer. And I mm-hmm. was like, in the what? He's like, this is what I want you to do. Everybody listening and gather around the fireplace right quick. Mm. There's some game right here. So here's what he said to do. He said, I want you to go home. I want you to get a piece of paper, pen, and I want you to write down all the things you envy, meaning things you're jealous about, mm. things you envy, who you're jealous of because they got a show, because they're your friend who is whatever. Mm. And I'm like, okay, maybe there's three people. Mm-hmm. So he said, but here's the problem. You have to be 100% honest. If there's still something nagging, there's one more person, you got to put it down. You mm-hmm. can't be like, well, I'm, uh, I don't care. What, put it down. Mm-hmm. So I started my first three people. Why was it 32 people when I was done? Wow. 32 fucking people. That's real talk. Though. When I was done. And I was like, holy shit. 
because I was like being I was it made me cry you know I was mm-hmm. like I had to be honest with myself I had to be honest with myself mm-hmm. who am I envying who am I jealous of whatever mm-hmm. blah 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 and I took that and he said fold it up when you're done and oh before they said you need to write for all these people that I envy I no longer envy them anymore mm-hmm. I take that power back mm-hmm. right this might be some cheesy shit to whoever but this no, is what no no it's real talk this is real <clears throat> talk and so um I remember um, I did that. I folded it up. He said, put it in some aluminum foil mm. in a little sandwich bag, whatever, put it in the, in the, in the freezer and don't ever open it again. Mm. Right? So you're locking it in there. It's I the love whole, that. Right? So I go to the freezer. I set it inside. I closed the oh, I knew it was going to happen. I always get emotional. Take your stuff. time. Take your time, brother. I closed the door and it was like, mm-hmm. let's go. Mm-hmm. Ah, I knew mm. it was gonna happen. Ah, take your time. It was gone, and from that day, now mm. this year, it is easy for me to listen to. You know, oh, Lena got this. Oh, mm-hmm. Ben got this. Oh, this person got this, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, that is theirs. Mm-hmm. Fucking kill it. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's no longer anything about why didn't I? How come I've been doing this longer? Like mm-hmm. none of that shit. Thank you. Yeah, you know none of that shit works with me anymore. Now I'm just like, what's theirs is theirs. Because what's, what's for you know, is for it, you. And would you say a minute ago may not come when you want it, but but it but you know it's, what I mean. But it's gonna show I have up. a great life. Yeah, you know what I mean. It may not be the life that I thought I was supposed to. Whatever the bullshit. Mm-hmm. But I'm I've settled into I'm doing good. Yeah, I mean you for God's sakes, I mean shit, I'm envious of your body. Like shit, I, like little, I mean, I mean shit. I'll take it because you, you 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 flexing better than me, and you and you my OG. So I'm like shit. I, like I'm I'm like I'm like damn. I wish I, I I'm trying to get like Hilliard. I wish I had that discipline. But because I, you I, on the I, set I, all day, you get, it, I don't I don't get to be on the set every day. Yeah, I'm like you know I'm like shit. I'm envious. I'm envious of, of you. You know you 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 stacked up. I'm trying I'm to get like that. I'm insecure. I'll yeah, never I mean, be overweight. I'm too insecure. Yeah, I'm, so it's like so everybody's got this. I'm yes, like, damn, I wish, I wish I could wear, yeah, you know I mean, a cutoff shirt. But you know, you see me, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I saw you like a year or so ago. You was trying to get it all in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you know, I, you. I, I go up and down. I go up and down. You, you it's got to be a lifestyle. Yeah, you yeah, can't, you can't you, decide you, to do a diet. You can tell going. how like how busy or shushed I am by. How much I weigh, right. like you, you can tell, and you know, and I, and I, I never go, I never mm-hmm. get like crazy, mm-hmm. but um, I know, like I, you know, I know when I kind of gotta pull it together. Right now, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I gotta get some of this pandemic <laughs> thickness off, but it's all good though, it's all good. But but I, I understand exactly right, what you're yeah. saying. Uh, I went through that phase when I got here. Mm-hmm. Um, the, when I got here it was it was more so just awkwardness and trying to figure out figure it all out because everyone had their cliques and their crews mm-hmm. and I was very much like, well, can I be down with your people? Mm-hmm. And, and and it was like, no. And and, and no mm-hmm. and what I will say is that no one was ever really mean. Right. No one was mean. Um they just don't just, follow through. They that's all it, that but also it was more so like well we have our squad we all mm. came here together in 2002 right. or 2007 or two, whatever whatever mm. your year was you know because right. I mean you, you you know y'all know LA comes in waves mm. right so you have like he's you from have, here right? yeah. oh oh sh- shout out to you good for you for being <laughs> from here because like you know but a lot of people it's like oh you know this is the 2014 crew right. like and we all came here together mm. or we came here around the same time and we're, we're in the trenches together whatever but everyone's everyone already had their clicks right. and I was very much like can I you know very much you know I want to be down can I be down with mm-hmm. you and and everyone was kind but also like no nah, dog like mm-hmm. you got to figure you got to figure this out for yourself and um I think it was like for me social media was like a big thing I remember um I cannot say this 
I was like in the trenches going through a really challenging time and someone had bought um someone was able to buy a house for someone. <laughs> I'm tiptoeing for a reason. Oh, yeah. Um, I've seen these yeah, and I know these people. Yeah, said yeah this, someone but, was able to buy a house yes. for someone. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh my God, I'm never gonna. Da, 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 and, and, oh. I mean, I mean, just, ha- I was just like, so like, I just, and I was like, okay, you gotta do something because this is not working because you don't, you don't have the ability to be happy for people and that's not, cool that's not acceptable and i had to really i got off social media mm-hmm. and i unfollowed some people anyone that i was not happy for i unfollowed them oh, interesting. because i because i was like i was like because you didn't want to see it because i because i had i had to do some self-work okay. w- with me mm-hmm. and get my heart right and get my mind right and get my spirit right mm-hmm. um and learn how to be happy for them okay um and so that was one of the things that i did and something else that really really helped me was getting in my own lane and working on my own shit mm-hmm. like that was what that was that was the big turning point for me in 20 what year was it i'll say about maybe four and a half years ago because mm-hmm. that's when everything really started to shift for me um and i was i was i was you know quote unquote down and out i was i was in a really challenging season mm-hmm. um reality tv had shifted significantly mm-hmm. and i'd gone from making you know um, good money, you know, per show to making like damn near PA rates. Wow, per per sh- on on a show wow. because um <clears throat> everyone was so desperate mm-hmm. and the market was so saturated with people and they, and, you, and you know how it goes they start going younger and younger less experienced and they pay them less mm-hmm. and it's like oh you you you'll write it you you well in reality you're not you're not really writing but you'll produce it you'll shoot mm-hmm. it you'll edit it sure we'll pay you a thousand a week and mm-hmm. you're fresh out of college and I was like <laughs> what the hell? I'm used to making double that yeah, exactly. so. Um, reality TV just dried up, mm-hmm. and um, and this is something I'm really open about, and I tell people this all the time. Um, and this was during I call it the laundromat era. It was <laughs> 2000, maybe it was 2015. I think it was back before like you that. had a place for the yeah. It was laundry, like, uh, well, well, no, I call I call it the laundromat era because I'll I, I, I share. So oh, yeah. it was 20. I think it was 2015. It was, mm-hmm. and when I tell you everything was going wrong, mm-hmm. I just went through a breakup. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't, I could not find a job. Hmm. Like, could not find a job to save my life. I didn't get it. I was like, what is happening right now? Hmm. And this is after working with Jerry Seinfeld. This is after hmm. working with Oprah Winfrey. This is after working at the OWN Network. This is after NBC, VH1, MTV, BET. You're too uh, overqualified. You know, <laughs> TLC. Uh, <laughs> uh, any initial you could think of, damn it, I had worked at. <laughs> I mean, my resume was like a mile long. Right could not book a job to save my life and I was mm. like what is happening and I was doing laundry I was doing laundry at Beverly Hills in Beverly Hills and it was a joke at first. I was like, I saw a help once at time. I was like, oh, I'm gonna ju- I'm gonna get a job at a laundromat on the weekends to help save for my first house. As mm. you know, saving, getting real real estate in, in LA is extremely expensive. So I was like, my, oh, let my me. My husband's a realtor. Yeah, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, let me let me save for my first house with getting a part time mm-hmm. job. Got the job, applied for the job, got the job at the laundromat. At the laundromat. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's just going to be a weekend thing, you know, whatever. And then mm-hmm. I'll book, when I book something, I'll be mm-hmm. fine. Ended up there for 22 months. What? Swear to God. Wow. Ended up there for 22 months. And was making $10 an hour. Wow. And just struggling. And and then, you know, like in this <laughs> business, you have to figure out how to stay in it. So I was like, okay, not working in reality TV. How do I stay in it? 
I um I um I started volunteering on student films. Hmm. Again, God in the universe wastes nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, because I hadn't I hadn't done any film before. I had done all reality. Right. As a reinvent yourself. Yeah, yeah, it was it was all reality. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even know what I didn't even know how film really worked. Once I got there, I was like, oh, it's the same shit. I was like, oh, it's this ain't no shit. damn. Yep. I was like, it's the same shit. Yep. It, it it's a little different. You got a script, so that makes it you know even better. Actually, you're you know you're doing twelve hour days versus mm-hmm. ten, but even some reality shows you do you do twelve too. So yep. that don't really mean shit either. You know, in most reality, you don't really have an AD, but sometimes you do. So mm-hmm. it was like it was all those different things, and so I started volunteering. On like USC films, UCLA films, AFI films, Project Involved films. Oh, that's how you got over there. Yeah, okay. That was the, so I started volunteering because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. everyone wants good quality free labor. Who doesn't yep. want that? Like they they love it. Yep. And so I second the first thing was like I I'll never forget I was um oh I was so heartbroken. It was the day me and my ex broke up, mm-hmm. and um I had to work my first film the next day, uh. and um. You know, I, I I remember crying like I'm keeping a hundred. I cry, cry myself to sleep, mm-hmm. and I woke up and I had to get up the, the first day. And so beautiful because the first I was a, I was a second AD, didn't know what a second AD did at the time. <laughs> and the first AD, this this just the sweetest little white girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we, we, I need to hit up hit her up actually, and um she was amazing. She was a sweetheart. She was going through a breakup too. Oh. So we were literally crying and crying in between takes Bro, together in like in the bathroom together like crying <laughs> and like trying to pull it all together yeah. and and so run help each other and run the set and That's I was right. like that, that can only be hmm. like like the power of the Holy Spirit that was like you know like <laughs> y- you go, y'all gonna be a mess but y'all gonna be a mess together and like we're like literally crying in between takes hmm. and so that was that was one film and then the next month I did like a Terrence Nance film hmm. which was crazy you know what I mean like it was like I second AD that and then I went from you started understanding with second AD yeah and then I was like oh, I was like oh I can do this yeah. and I started you know started second AD and then I went from and then I went from second AD to first AD then I was like oh let me try producing then I went to I went from uh, associate producer to co producer to producer Mm -hmm. and then next thing you know you know i was in a laundromat 22 months Mm -hmm. but it made time for me to do all these films and all these music videos you got five or six eight projects behind you oh by the time after 22 months it was like 25 what yeah wow it was like 20 like if you look on my imdb it's Mm -hmm. like you see like all my ad jobs Mm -hmm. and then um i i um i volunteered on a set for Twinkie Bird, mm-hmm. uh, Tracy Twinkie, Tracy Twinkie Bird, uh, really phenomenal big cast. Sis, what's B- up, yeah, really phenomenal casting director, <laughs> big sister and mentor of mine, adore her. And so did you um, work on her short? She did. I worked on yeah, I worked on her short. I had the overnight shift that day, mm-hmm. so at the laundromat. So I worked on it during the day. Mm-hmm. Met a woman by the name of Tabitha Brown that day. Oh, Tabitha, yeah. Um, you know, you know, and 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 also met um Etienne Maurice. Mm-hmm. Um, who is you know an actor, writer, director, what, well, and, and uh, the son of Shirley Ralph, right. and he said, "Hey, I have some projects that um, I need an AD on." I said, "I'm actually looking to produce," and he was like, "Well, even better." So we met, uh, and this goes into like how getting into the, getting into the driver's seat is so important. Like this is what really, really changed my career and really helped to shift the the momentum and the and the the. the Tra- uh, trajectory excuse me can barely say it of, of things and um we got together it was me him uh uh um his uh his writer chris courtney martin who was a brilliant 
brilliant writer mm -hmm. um, and she has um, two features in the works right now one being directed by Gabrielle Sidibe so she's brilliant mm -hmm. and um, uh, they they uh, had created this show called Air um, about being the son of um, like a like a scripted mockumentary about being the son of um, Shirley Ralph and, ne and Niecy Nash. It was with Dominic <laughs> Nash, um, Niecy Nash's um, right. oldest child, um, her son. Mm -hmm. And it was a great script. And I was like, all right, well, I'll I'll produce it. Mm -hmm. And it was just it was like four friends in a writer's room. We made a writer's room, and I was I was so broke. Mm -hmm. um, and I was at you know Miss Ralph's house every, you know three three days a week. Mm -hmm. Uh, writing and working on it and and figuring it out, and then we made it. Hmm. You know what I mean. And shout out to Black Moms because they you know use those resources because Nisi Nash yep. and Miss Ralph they 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 showed up and showed out mm -hmm. and they they shot it and it was incredible and it turned out really really good hmm. and we did not expect that. Um, and um, things didn't sort of you know things didn't quite uh, sort of go the distance with it, but it was it was something that I had. It was the first thing that I had independently produced. Yeah. Um, I'd worked you know pr I'd produced a bunch of stuff mm -hmm. for a network, but I didn't, I didn't know what it was like to be like you know. Be used to knowing. Okay, we have yeah, two hundred thousand for the oh, budget. Oh, exactly. Not, not, not ten thousand. I mean, not even two hundred. <laughs> no, it no was, I'm generalizing. It, no, it was it was it was like I'm used to knowing we have like two million for the right. budget, oh, yeah, right, right. and we made that. For I won't even say the price, but we right. made it very, very low, mm -hmm. very low. Mm -hmm. um, we Been all put, we all put up like our own <laughs> right. little money, and mm -hmm. we made it work. And we had a crew that like came out and volunteered. It was it was amazing, and it turned out really, really well. Mm -hmm. I think much better than than we all expected. It right. turned out incredible, and that was the film that was the pilot that got me into Project Involved, mm. which led me to Black Boy Joy. Mm -hmm. And then Black Boy Joy led me to getting my first N NAACP Image Award. Right. And then that led me to All Boys Aren't Blue, which mm -hmm. will screen tonight at Outfest. And so it was just, it was thing Y'all screen it when? Uh, tonight at Outfest, tonight at 6.15. Um, link in my bio on Instagram. Um, and we're also, we're also uh, uh, screened uh, uh, digitally too, so you, can, so you can check it out on Outfest as well. And also Black Boy Joy, which is different from All Boys Aren't Blue. It's not the same project. They both have boy in the title and they both have a color, but it's two different films. Um, Black Boy Joy is currently streaming on HBO Max. So let's, let's talk about um, Black Boy Joy for a quick second. Sure. You sent it to me last night and I watched it this morning. Awesome. Um, where did that premise come from? Because I got to tell you, when I saw Black Boy, I've, I've heard the phrase Black Boy, Black Boy Joy for years now. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but when I saw the movie, I was like, I guess I thought this was going to be a little bit more upbeat. <laughs> you know, the, and I'm you sure know, other people do too. One of the biggest comments we get was we we got like, "Where's the joy, y'all?" I literally was too many yeah, things going. Where's no, the Where's the, the joy? Something? No, I know, I get, it. I get it, I understand. But it, I, I think it's more ironic, is what mm -hmm. it is. But I'm not really sure. Um, but, dude. The guy who plays the father, Will su Catlett. superstar. Yeah, Will Catlett is amazing. Superstar. Will Catlett is amazing. I could watch and, him all day long. Yeah, and, sh and shout out to work and your connections. We mm -hmm. ca we came up in church together mm. at uh, at um, now it's known as the Potter's House at One LA, but it used to be known as um, One Church. Um, with uh, Pastor Torrey Roberts was the founder, and mm -hmm. now um, uh, Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts is also a part of it as well um, as a, as a co pastor with him. But you know, I met Will in church. We were in a finance class together, mm. um, and we were in church together. And he was doing at that time. He was doing like he was doing first this web series, this really amazing web series um, by Jamila, either Biggs or Briggs. I'm not sure of her last name, but mm -hmm. um, and he was, you know, he was he was a part of like that Hollywood, that Black Hollywood sort of like. Uh, 
sort of in like in that Issa Rae mm-hmm. and and Jamila and 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 all those like all, all like that sort of tribe right. and like the black and sexy pe- mm-hmm. folks like he was in like he was in like like that sort of tribe With of folks. Gino Brooks and all those. Uh, yeah, like like those <clears throat> amazing yeah. amazing creators that mm-hmm. inspired me to move to LA because yeah. they were the folks that I was watching in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and being like, I think I need to move to LA. So mm-hmm. I, so so in awe of all of them, they were a huge inspiration to me. And so, um, you know, we sort of became acquainted, and we 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 were homies from church. And then when the film came up, uh, I was like, you know, I was like, what about Will? What about Will Catlett? I think he would be amazing. Mm-hmm. And so I DM'd him. I was like, hey, bro, like I have a great project, and I sent it to him. I sent it to his team. Sent it to him. You know, it it was three shoot days and and on one weekend in, in L.A. and and he came and he he cranked it out for us and won a bunch of best actor awards mm-hmm. for it mm-hmm. and um it was it was just a really amazing piece and then so yeah but like it's but it's also a testament to like you know working with you got working 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 what you got working your connections and also knowing like um it was smart producing too let's just keep mm-hmm. it real and whoever wrote it and you know whatever is great too mm-hmm. I mean one fucking location. You oh, totally. You didn't need to go to the funeral. Oh, totally. It was anticipation of that. Oh, let me tell you something. You know, other probably people would have rode and then there's a funeral. And then yeah. it's, it's like, no. No, I, this is leading up yeah, to it. I picked that project. So the way Project Involved works is like, um, you I think every all of the writers do I think it's it's six writers and they do two two like two treatments and or like first drafts. Okay. Of, of a short film and so I picked it very strategically because I, I had a full time job I was finally got out of the laundromat and was at, and was working at Complex Media a digital company um, and so I've been there for four years now so you know the laundromat season is over yeah. God is good I got coins again um, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. But, where my 10% hey, you know, my- hey, soon soon because we, we got well, projects too where my ends uh, <laughs> so, um, so I had a full time job so I was like I was like I knew that I didn't want to take on something that was too too crazy um um, and I knew that, and I was also really strategic and intentional. I knew what does well on festival circuits is, you know, quality dramas. Um, and I knew the content. Um, I knew I knew the content would resonate, and I knew if we got it right, mm-hmm. I knew it was it was either, it was either going to go really really right or was it going it was going to go really really wrong. Shout out to Nene right. Nene Leaks. So I was I, I knew it was going to be one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, if we get this right. I think it could really be pivotal for us. I didn't think we was going to get an image award. Mm-hmm. I didn't think we was going to be able to apply to the Oscars. I didn't think that was going to I hoped mm-hmm. that was a goal. I didn't I didn't know that it would happen. It's also a lot of power of manifestation. Um so I approached it very much like a business. And you know, there were some people um that mm-hmm. were like, you know, hey, like hey, you're so you're being so business oriented, but my father's a businessman. You know, I get that from him. I get this my This is a business. Yeah, like I get my business acumen from my yes. from my business acumen from my father. You know, <laughs> he he owned a sneaker store, he owned a UPS store. Um, you know, a very hard working He driven, got 13 jobs. You, know, job. you know what I mean? Like my, my father's <laughs> just a very hard working entrepreneurial dude. So I get that it's literally just in my genetics, it's mm-hmm. in my DNA. So I approach things from a business perspective. So I knew I was like let's get Will Catlett you know I mean like powerful actor but mm-hmm. also has his own brand um, I had worked with Evan Alex who you know the biggest thing he did was us mm-hmm. with Jordan Peele um, and Lupita Nyong'o and um, and I was like you know and myself and the director had both worked with him before so we you know we called his mom and was like hey like you know what you know what do you think about Evan? Like, could Evan do this and I you know I thought 
that they were gonna be like you know oh, like that's who that, that was the kid from us yeah yeah that was oh i didn't us. even yeah pick that yeah up. okay yeah. got it got um and <clears throat> it was like i was like i was like i don't know he, you know he 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 blown up he did us mm. with jordan pill he was like yeah we'll do it mm. and i was like oh my god and so then we had will then we had then we had uh then we had evan so mm. like and then you know we found then we found monte just do the casting session and, and mm. shout out to the casting directors um alicia and kim they were phenomenal to work with they were just epic and epic and incredible mm-hmm. um and so I was super strategic. I had the, I had the festival plan intact during, you know, during development of mm. the script. You know what I mean? Like I knew, I just, I just was, the, you know, the vision for it for not only physical production but also marketing and distribution was like extremely clear for mm. me. Um, and I learned the importance of pushing pushing projects and I think a lot of some of it was also a lot of it was also my PTSD because I had because I had directed a music video that the artist didn't want to release mm. I had produced Air Been which there. turned out incredible <laughs> and um, nobody really got a chance to see it right. and so you know I, I was like when Black Boy Joy came up I was like everyone in this world mm. is going to see this damn movie right. um, and I also knew like you know I knew the ABFF um, scenario where like if you you know if you can get if you can become a finalist you know um, you can get it on Bottom HBO like I, I knew I just I was just like really clear right. um, making sure we applied to Oscar qualifying festivals so, so I was telling everybody which who, who should I go I'm like yeah just look at the qualifiers totally so when we now it was funny because we applied to like a few Oscar qualifiers we applied to Pan-African mm-hmm. didn't win that um, I think I think Black Stars Oscar qualifier two didn't. They may or may not be. I'm not sure. Don't quote me. But I know Pan African is. Mm-hmm. We didn't get into Sundance, and then but I knew Martha's Vineyard African American Film Festival. Right. That was our last shot. I love that one. That was our last shot to mm-hmm. to be Oscar qualifying, and I was like, <clears throat> let's see what happens. And then I I and I had you know how you done everything you can and you mm-hmm. let it go. That was essentially what I did. And then when we get when we won, I was like, oh shit. Mm. That was a game changer. Right. So we applied to the Oscars. We did not get shortlisted, unfortunately. But you know, I learned about the process of applying to the Academy Awards. Right. Like that's a big deal. And then we applied to the Image Awards, won that. Mm. Applied to the Telly Awards, won one of those, right. won two of those. Right. Um, so yeah, it's it's been it's been really. I think the biggest thing that I learned on that movie was to trust my instincts. Mm. To really trust my instincts. And in that I'm gonna keep it hundred mm. with you. Mm. It's okay to be a pit bull. You gotta be. It, let me, it's let me okay tell to you be a, a little pitbull. something that happened. I was just talking about this with Kareem on my show last week. About so the, the my first film that I made this was this was a short that I took from this pilot that I had mm-hmm. and changed it all around. It's about this therapist and his rapper they end up stuck on a subway train and it turned into this therapy session gone wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's about the therapist trying to get him to re, to admit, you know, the big issue that he has and he admits mm-hmm. he's gay, mm-hmm. right? And he's supposed to be like fucking Kanye West in his prime. Mm-hmm. Imagine if he was on a, you know on the train and admitted he was gay like that. Type yeah, of and it's really heavy at the end where you know he's just crying. He admits this whole thing and whatever, and they have this beautiful moment as we kind of fade to black. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it feels heavy here. And I was like, because I knew I was gonna write like a theme song for it, and I was mm-hmm. like, hmm. I was like, what if, what if, Kareem was in the studio, you know, rapping this song, and in comes the therapist and during the chorus they just start 
like having a good time together. Mm-hmm. I just saw this vision because I wanted him this I wanted the audience to be like, oh, he made it okay. Mm-hmm. You know, he's all right. Despite now the whole world knows he's gay. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I was like, I gotta do it. So all my producers were like, no, dude, we're not what are you doing that for? Mm-hmm. We got a whole nother shoot and blah, blah, blah. I was like, mm-hmm. I got to do it. I'm telling you. My instincts are telling me mm-hmm. I got to do it. We screened that fucking thing. As soon as it came up and he walked into the room and they started dancing, the whole crowd jumped in their feet. Mm-hmm. And everywhere we played around the world, that's what was mm-hmm. going on. You know yeah. what I mean? And I was like, always go with your instincts. Always trust your instincts. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I, I learned to really trust my instinct instincts that it's okay to be a pit bull Mm -hmm. that it's okay to be assertive that it's okay to be even sometimes aggressive Mm -hmm. like i because i you know as a as a black man and also as a dark-skinned black man i was very conscious about like i don't want to be perceived as as aggressive with people and i don't want to do it and i've i've learned to break free of that and be Mm -hmm. like listen that's okay so you know sometimes it i sometimes my tone isn't going to be quite nice Mm -hmm. like because it's a collective effort and and it's a business mm-hmm. like it is a business and you have to figure out how to make the art balance with the commerce and then like and, 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 and you just you have to be strategic and intentional what good is a movie that nobody sees right. you know what I mean and so I've learned I've learned that and I've learned that from a, from a few of my mentors mm-hmm. too like you know uh, you know my dad being one of them being a, a great business mentor to me like listen sometimes you gotta sometimes you gotta snap a little bit so I, I learned a lot about trusting my gut for sure. And there's, I mean, being a producer is a is a, is a huge managerial oh, totally. position that a lot of people who want to be a producer don't quite realize. Absolutely, you know, there's a lot of um, different, you know, attitudes and uh, 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 different, you know, energies going mm-hmm. on, and people don't want to work with certain people and mm-hmm. stuff. And there's, you know, why why am I Especially on a lower budget project, mm-hmm. you have somebody who's a DP who won some award and their first AC has never really done it except from school. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever the thing is because you couldn't afford whatever yeah. the thing was. And there's all those energies you have to work with to fix mm-hmm. and to keep everybody cool. Mm-hmm. I, remember, I remember this last, this new, I have this new um, series that we just shot and there was some shit going on on the set. And we had some technical difficulties because... Mm-hmm. The studio we shot it at promised us some equipment that actually didn't work when we got there. We lost an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So my DP, my, my director was pacing and tripping, and everybody could see he was upset. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no not on my set. Mm-hmm. So I grab him, and I'm like, hey, let's go for a walk. So I'm like, he's like, but we're here on the set. I was like, they ain't going to be ready. Mm-hmm. And then we go around, all the way around the corner, and I'm, I'm talking to him like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So he's telling me the thing. I said, look, here's where we pivot. I need you to take, because we were going to shoot with two or three different cameras. I was like, we lost those cameras. Mm-hmm. We're only going to do one. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to school. Let's just move faster. Mm-hmm. Right? I said, I know you had all that shit planned and this cool angle and this and this and this. It's all gone now. Mm-hmm. Now I need you to be creative. What can you do with one? Mm-hmm. When, if you could do that, you're really good. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. I had to like reconvince him that it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he came back and was like, okay, got it. Boom, here's what we're going to do. And about halfway in, somebody fixed the whatever, and boom, they flew it in, and mm-hmm. we, we got to moving. And so that was, an, sorry, that was another lesson that mm-hmm. I'm always trying to teach because people are like, always like, God, you're like the calmest person on the set. I'm mm-hmm. like, because I see all the fires come in, and mm-hmm. I anticipate it. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And the ones that I don't do, I'm like, okay, how can I get out of this without showing anybody I'm pissed or mm-hmm. upset or whatever? I'll go outside and I'll take a little walk and I'll think and I'll be like, think like a fish, think like a fish. Ah, mm-hmm. if I were the DP, here's what I would do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I'll have a conversation. They're like, oh, that's what you want. I'm like, yeah, dude, just boom, boom. I'm like, got it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really good at bringing everybody back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a really important key, you know, mm-hmm. to think, I'm sure you already have it too. But I'm, I'm more so talking to the audience, by mm-hmm. the way. Yeah, totally. You yeah. know what I mean? So, so, um, but I love to hear that, that mm-hmm. you are now, excuse my phrase, growing some kahunas on yeah. the set because you have to have them. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you do. And, and you have to really know what you're there for. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and not just with, it was, it's been with, you know, a, a number of projects. Something happened the other day where I had to, re- where I had to learn like, oh, you're not always going to be liked or or you're not going to be perceived in the best way and and you know as long as it doesn't become disrespectful Mm -hmm. you know what i mean um with either with either party it is what it is like but i i you know i I worked on a project a a while ago i'm not about a couple a couple of weeks ago (laughs) and i realized um i was like oh you know what this isn't for me Mm. you know what i mean i was like and um and you know and 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 that's okay Mm. you know i mean i i used to have a big big thing about like wanting everyone to like me and right. that, and I've learned like oh you're not going to win them all yep. you're just not but um but if you can do it with the best integrity that integrity that you can mm-hmm. and make yourself proud it's all good and it's a difficult thing when you know a lot and others don't mm-hmm. and they think they do mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's a difficult ride to maneuver in also mm-hmm. and I think it helps for myself, because I direct also, so I'm mm-hmm. very aware. And I'm like, you see, looking around my office, I'm very, I have an eye, like for things and, you know, the way things look in the lens. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I, when I'm on a set, I no longer am the guy who's line producing and ADing. I, I've done mm-hmm. all of them. Now I hire people and I manage the whole team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I almost like supervise the entire thing. Mm-hmm. But once we get to rolling, I'm pretty much, I have everybody I trust running crafty and do everything that mm-hmm. they need to do so that I can be the third eye for my director behind the, um, um, cre- um, why am I forgetting? Video Village. Video Village. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know what I mean? And so, but what I've found, here's, here's a little, little thing that I've found over the 30 projects or something I've done in the last 10 years. Here's what i found. It never fails especially with a, a director I'd never worked with before, every single time, day one, we're shooting, something's going on. I'm always just standing by the monitor watching. Mm-hmm. You know, As soon as he gathers in with the DP, I join him. Mm-hmm. I sit there, listen, I listen, listen. Does it sound good to you? Sound, okay, let's go. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. I'm, I'm involved. I'm involved. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Eventually, at some point, they'll be shooting something. I'll be like, don't like this angle. If we just move a little to the right, now we can see all the way down the hallway and it'd be such a pretty, we can see the lights mm-hmm. in the back, just more texture right there. So I'll go, I'll fly in and I'll whisper in his ear, like, hey, can I, can I holler at you real quick? Mm-hmm. He'll be like, sure. So I'll tell him, I go, hey, let's look at the monitor. I said, what do you see? They go, oh, the shots, whatever. I go, ask the DP to move the camera just a little right there. Mm-hmm. And they do. Like, you see what I see? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. that's much better. I gained their trust. Totally. Yeah. Right? Which is important. And eventually, here's what happens. It's happened on all the projects. Eventually, this is what happens. They go like this. And they look at me like, is it okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> they know I'm, I'm with them. Yeah, And I'm totally. here to support them. Yeah. Every single shot for days and weeks, whatever it is, that's what happens. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you gain their trust eventually. I'm like, I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. I'm the third eye. I'm making sure it looks better. Totally. You know what I mean? So that's totally. my thing. Yeah. It, it's like, and, and the thing about like, you know, every project is different. You know, right. I'm, I'm working on this new project right now where you can just feel the magic. Mm. You know what I mean? Like where you could just feel like, you know, me and my, um, I'm production manager on this, so me and my producer, like I mean, we just like, we just click. We Love just it. get, you know, like, and and, 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 and and sometimes you get the magic and sometimes you don't, you know what I mean? And, and you have to like learn that. Uh, like I said, the project I did a, a couple of weeks ago, did not feel the magic yeah. Um, yeah. and it was like okay cool all right cool you know like you're great I'm great you know mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm learning that um that just working in life it can be like dating you know what I mean we're like look you're you're amazing and I'm amazing we're just not amazing together yeah. and and that's totally okay too um so just through all throughout all of my projects um I'm learning that then you know if you look at a project like all boys aren't blue with Nathan Hill Williams I mean he and I we just I mean we just Clip. that the director yes yeah yeah he's, so, he's phenomenal he's, his career is about to blow up yeah i, I, yeah. I, I he's he's a, a big brother friend mm-hmm. mentor i mean just an incredible human being uh literally the first man that i saw on television um funny story about nathan my mm-hmm. best friend called me when she saw him on nathan when she saw nathan on tv and it was a show called like um about it was called like boy girls who like boys who like boys or something like that <laughs> about you know about basically it was basically like the it was like like a reality show mm. like it was like reality version of like will and grace basically okay. and my best friend called me and she said you have to watch the show mm. there's this guy named nathan williams and he's just like you and <laughs> and and you have to like watch him and i watched it and i was like oh my god you know he he is just like i was like and and like he just opened the door to so many possibilities for me mm. and so i remember finding him on facebook mm. and messaging him and saying hey um i went to a, this church in harlem that was like talking shit about gay people during the sermon and i told him um i told him and i was like i was like do you have a, do you have a church i can go to in harlem and he recommended fcbc and mm. then i started going there and then so and we and we slowly but surely over the years just became like big brother little brother as mm. well and he's been a, a huge help and then i think we're maybe like four films in i think nice. maybe that we've done together nice. uh 90 days being so what, was he in project involved he was not in Project Involved, oh. no. Um, so I was in, yeah. So Project Involved was made. Black Boy Joe was made via Project Involved, and then All Boys Aren't Blue was made uh, maybe like a, a year after that. Okay, what's that, that one program. about? All Boys Aren't Blue. It's, it's a it, it's a really beautiful uh, dramatic reading uh, written by George M. Johnson, mm-hmm. um, and uh, George uh, they uh, they wrote the book. Um, I say they because th- that's George's pronouns. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they wrote the book um, All Boys Aren't Blue which is uh, a memoir manifesto mm-hmm. and it's basically chronicling chronicling their life and uh, and we do three chapters one where uh, George talks about uh, uh, their relationship with their mom with their grandmother excuse me and um them pledging um alpha and alphas are my favorite <laughs> for so many reasons mm. um and uh and <laughs> um and also um there's another chapter that unfortunately i'm blanking on right now um and so uh they're they're played by uh delon burnside bernard david jones and thomas hobson and I, and you know you know tommy right yeah um is that one from pose Huh? It's one of these from Delano's on, yeah, yeah Delano's on Delano. pose. Bernard David Jones, the big, <clears throat> he's been on the mayor, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Tommy, uh, Tommy will be on a new show for Nickelodeon that comes out pretty okay. soon in this fall, this fall. So, um, 
so yeah, this, so that's that's doing really really well on the festival circuit. Sort of following the same momentum that um, Black Boy Joey did. So I was really excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so and just you're doing that really strategic, also like to yes, the yeah, yeah, very much so, very much so. And so super excited about that momentum, along with you know ample other projects that I'm sure we'll yeah. get we'll get to mm-hmm. um, things that are coming up in in development. So, right. um, but yeah, it's it's been um, it's been really beautiful finding my own tribe. Sort of going back to like the envy part of it all. It's like or or not or or or, or the transition to L. A. Right and mm-hmm. finding finding your people. Um, you know, I've I've found that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. I've found my, my people. I go to church with. I found my people that I make movies with. I found mm-hmm. my people that I go and go to dance to house music with. It's mm-hmm. like it. It, it, you it know takes. About house music. Yeah, you hey, know about listen. House. Hey, listen. Girl, you know, you, uh, how, how, look. How, I, I, like I'll be at Utopia in Lamar Park tonight. You know what I mean? <laughs> what like, what's, what's, what's good? About that? <laughs> but um, but it's mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it's it's quite a process transitioning here. Mm-hmm. It is it is not easy. It is not for the faint of heart. It is tough. It took Dude, me. The majority of people come here for two years and they're gone. Oh, totally. I mean, I, I'm this is something I'm I'm really transparent about, and, I, and I'll say it here because um, I'm proud of what I went through. But I was severely depressed my first year here, and and also in suicidal. Oh wow. Um, and I'm honest about it because a lot of people don't talk about that, that first year right. here, um, and because I, I've I've gone through it, mm-hmm. um, and I'm I'm overjoyed to be on the other side of it. Um, but there was a point where um I was in church. I think what four days a week because I didn't have I was in my studio apartment mm-hmm. had just you know uh, realized that I was with some fuck boy um, <laughs> who was a, a liar and a cheetah and um, well, yeah let's go get him I mean? let's go oh, get him oh he was such trash <laughs> and um such trash <laughs> and um so I so I'm heartbroken depressed suicidal mm-hmm. um and trying to figure out how and why God would call me to a place that I have no idea how to conquer. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I, I would drive around and I would say, um, what did I say? I would say, um, what have I got myself into? Mm. And who am I kidding? Like, who, like, who, like, who am I kidding? Like, mm-hmm. like, what the fuck am I going to do here? Like, I can't do this. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, so and so. I'm not this person. Look, look how long they've been here. Much longer than me. I don't. And look how many connections they have. Yeah. Who, who am I kidding? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I was in church, legit. I, w- I would go for Tuesday night men's ministry and prayer <laughs> hour. I would go Wednesday night worship. I would go Saturday to to practice shooting shooting church on a camera. And then I would go Sunday. Um, I would go Sunday for two services. Um, I, got, I got to ask you a question. This sure. Is, this is. And I didn't even, I didn't I even grow up going. To, I grew, I would say I grew up going to church. I didn't grow up in church. I mean, Meaning like I went to I Christian school. Church. Like I went to Christian schools right. and my grandma took me to church on Sundays. But like we would show up late, right. leave early, mm-hmm. sit in the back. Like it wasn't like right. I wasn't in like choir and shit right, like right. that. Anyway, go ahead. Your question. Sorry. Um, I just realized like I never really had many other queer filmmakers like yourself on the show. Mm-hmm. To where I could, who were like talking about church the way you do, mm-hmm. to where I could ask this question I'm going to ask you. Sure. If you don't mind. Yeah, no, go ahead. I feel like we friends, I should be able to, we should be able to talk about this. Mm-hmm. So I don't go to church anymore. Mm-hmm. I barely even believe in God anymore. Mm-hmm. But here's the irony because I'm so locked from the time I was, I don't know, six, seven years old to the time I was like 18, 19, whatever, mm-hmm. <clears throat> going to church three, four days a week like that. Mm-hmm. It's like in me. I get in my car. I say a prayer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you how I knew my husband was the right person for me. Mm-hmm. My other three, two or three boyfriends, we get in the car. We go on a long trip. 
I grab his hand. I want to say a little prayer. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, oh, go ahead. Do your thing. I met him. A month or two later, he, I was taking him to see my parents. We get in the car. We sit down. I grab his hand. And I bow my head. And I peek up. And this motherfucker went like this. I went, that's the one. Mm-hmm. I wanted somebody spiritual. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be all like, oh, Jesus. and blah blah mm-hmm. blah, blah. I think that's a little too much for me. Mm-hmm. But where I was going with this is, as a gay man, mm-hmm. I don't mean to get political. No, no, no. You know that. How do you... And maybe it's because you go to a more progressive church. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with knowing what people in church think about us mm-hmm. and still go to a place like that? I don't. They don't matter to me. Mm. Like, because I know who I, I know who I am. I know whose I am. I know I know how God made me. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that I that I say is like, <clears throat> I'm already a black man in America. Do you really think I woke up one day? So go ahead. Oh, I, I was I was some people like. Um, I'm already a black man in America. Do you really think one day I woke up and was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to throw this gay shit on these motherfuckers. <laughs> Make my life even harder. Exactly. Shout out to making it out. Like, no. So I'm, I remember like, I remember coming out to God. Y'all can't see me. I'm doing air quotes. But I remember <laughs> I was in my, in my bed in Jersey City. Um, I was in my bed in Jersey City. I was like 26 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Last um, week. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I wish, damn it. And I remember saying, um, I remember saying to God, "Hey, God, you know, I, I'm gay," and He replied back to me, "Yeah, I know, I made you that way." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and that was it. Um, I also come from an affirming family. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, when I tell my grandmother I'm dating someone, she'd be like, "Do he have a job?" <laughs> um, and I'd be like, "Yeah, grandma." She'd be like, "Well, good. Can't wait to meet him." Mm-hmm. You know, my father. Is literally like you know we had, we had a Father's Day call a couple of weeks ago with me and my siblings, and um, my little brother just had his first baby, um, mm-hmm. and he goes, "Hey, you looking at Jaron? That's my nephew's name, Jaron. Mm-hmm. Uh, you looking at Jaron? You feel pressure?" I said, "No," <laughs> and, and and it's all good. And I told him, I told him, I told, told him and my siblings a story about how I met this guy. Mm-hmm. He was so cute too. I mm-hmm. met this guy at this block party. He was yummy, and I went to his Instagram. And I got his number. We was flirting. We was dancing. It was the whole thing. Went to his Instagram. He had a whole ass boyfriend. What? And then my and my little brother was like, "Oh no, like they did you like that?" I was mm. like, "Yeah, man." So like, it, it's not. A, I, I said it to say like it's so it's such a non issue in my family. Um, yeah, you but know, it's not in mine either. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I didn't grow up with that sort of like that bible dumping of like you're going mm-hmm. to hell i have mm-hmm. a, i have friends that have experienced that and it breaks my heart so there's no reckoning for me mm-hmm. i don't care what somebody thinks about me i always joking out and 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 this is not let me make it clear you know i i I, lo- I love my church and i love my pastors and um this is not directed towards them at all um i want to make that 1000 percent clear um but um what i will say is like I'm from Southwest Philly. I'll cuss y'all your own damn church. I'm not saying that about my pastors, mm-hmm. to be clear. But I, but if you come at me with that crazy shit, um, if somebody, if if a, if a, if another patron or someone else comes at me with some crazy shit, I always say I'll cuss y'all your own damn church and, see, sl- and slap and take your Bible and slap your shit. And slap see, that's shit out my problem. That's so why like, I can't go. So don't for like, me. So I don't. And I think also like I can cut you a look and mm-hmm. you can stop. <laughs> yeah, I'm like 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 I'm like I'm from a certain place, and, and I've had I had um a young lady who said to me we were praying together, and she said, you know, your homosexuality it's a demon, and God and God is gonna release release you from it, and I was like, all right, girl. Meanwhile, I was like, that that's great for you, but I'm about to get at these niggas. You know what I mean, like it was like it just. 
I'm so confident in who I am, especially mm-hmm. in, in, in that part, part of my life, mm-hmm. because God said it so clear. Mm-hmm. So I don't need someone else to affirm what I know God said. I think my here's my issue. Part of my issue is and I am from one of those churches where like and you you know and you, you know, they be in the middle of preaching God said <laughs> oh yeah see you know and, what I mean and, and my and church then, is not and like and then they're that, like so, you know yeah. and then all of a sudden they're like and you know if y'all out there homosexuals lesbians you gonna get oh, blah blah yeah. blah blah and they just all shouting and stuff and I'm sitting in the audience going I can't I can't because I, I'm the type of person because I know I I know of some dirt on that motherfucker right there mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean oh, there's up there. I, I, yeah. I just can't. I think. I think it just comes from. I'm sorry to be. I know this is about you. And no, I no, apologize. no, no, no. Go ahead. It's difficult for me, as somebody. Remember, I was an actor at 12 years old. I'm. Mm-hmm. I'll be 51 next month, mm-hmm. right? And and you look good, brother. Just pretty and just come on, vampire. pretty mother, pretty mother. <laughs> just teeth, just fangs out God and shit. Just biting necks and shit. Just love, <laughs> bite the damn. Give me the secret, damn. Give me the cheat code. But trip, trip. So for me, because I study human behavior, mm-hmm. you know, having been an actor and now I'm a writer, I see through things. Mm-hmm. I see past them a mile away. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for me to get game from somebody mm-hmm. when I don't even really trust. I hear what you said. Everybody else is going, go. Mm-hmm. I heard that operative word you used. Gotcha. You. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It's difficult for me. So yeah. it's difficult for me to listen to somebody and call somebody like my pastor or somebody mm-hmm. I listen. It's difficult for me. Yeah. I'm, I get, I'm I, too stubborn. Yeah, I get that. But I don't so I don't I don't go to I don't listen to pastors like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So and, and and my pastors aren't, you know, they aren't like that. You know, so I don't I don't I don't consume that. That's fine. You know, between, you know, um between, you know, you know, Terry Roberts and Sarah Jakes Roberts and Michael and Pipe and and Michael Beckwith, like I don't I don't consume any I don't consume that foolishness. Mm-hmm. When I hear the foolishness, I leave, I go, and I haven't heard the foolishness in years because I don't engage, I don't go to I don't go to places where I'm not affirmed and and loved. I just right. don't. You know what I mean? Like that's just why. Like why would I? Mm-hmm. So you know, like like the when I messaged Nathan about you know, hey, I need to find a new church. He said go to FCBC. FCBC is an inc- in, in New York in Harlem is an incredible affirming LGBTQ church. Mm-hmm. And for me also, it's about I always say like a church um, and, pa- and and pastors. They're a resource, and God is the source. They're a resource to help me learn and study more but god is the ultimate source and like i said god told me that day in my apartment like he was like dog and me we talk very casually one another like he was like dog like you coming out to me like he got a do-rag on like like i made you that way bro and i was like all right cool thanks pops i'll talk to you later i call him pops sometimes and so it's a very like father that's cute yeah like it's a very like father that's a story yeah like like that's a it's a very Mm -hmm. it's a it's a true father-son experience and so i don't get caught up on a lot of the stuff that's in between, I take the meat and I leave the bones, and that's just and that's just it for me. So Dope. yeah, no, I appreciate. Actually, I got some game from that. That's yeah. nice. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's good. Like I said, I never had a really a chance to talk to anybody else about that mm-hmm. on this particular show. Yeah, who had that point of view? Yeah, and when I heard it, I was like, I'm one, just curious from your point of view as another you know queer person, like how you feel about that. And yeah, there was some game in there, so I yeah, appreciate that. It's just never been. It's been <clears> like okay, and again, I think another big factor is like the family that I come from. Right. Like when I came out to my aunt who raised me, she cried because she the first thing, words the first words out of her mouth were, "How long have you been dealing with this on your own?" Oh, you gonna get me there? Yeah, you know I'm saying wow. like yeah. that's like you yeah. know my father. When I came out to my father, mm-hmm. he was like first things first you better man up if you're gonna be gay nigga be gay 
Mm. Like, don't be up here hyperventilating, scared. Is like, if you better, you better let these, let these motherfuckers know. Like, this who this who you are. So that's wow. where I come. You know what I mean? Great yeah, dude. yeah. So I was very, very fortunate. Nice. I was very fortunate, and I know. Um, you know, when I came out to my grandmother, mm-hmm. I was going through a breakup with with the fuck boy, <laughs> but I wanted him back. And she said, and she said, let me let me tell you how to get your man back. <laughs> True story. So like, so di- like, so when you come from that, like, no, I don't walk around L.A. I don't think we've y- seen the story yet. By the way, <laughs> it, it will be, be a thinking good story, about it. right? This yeah, is like, interesting. Yeah, like so. This I, point of yeah, view, yeah, it's so, not all negative. Yeah, you know no, what I mean? like I, I love it. I, I, I was super fortunate. So when I, when when you're ready to produce and yeah. Yeah. This I, I, I got you, bro. Yeah. So like, so when you when you have that sort of backup, mm-hmm. I remember like, I remember that, I remember the, uh, some guy. It was like, you know how like some some guys here can be where mm-hmm. like some some of the like the OGs that can be like creeps and try to like get the young boys. Mm-hmm. I remember like I was like fresh to LA. Some like OG tried to creep up on me, and I was like, and I was like, back up on me. I got a daddy, a good one, <laughs> and he got money. So like, I don't need you or you. Like I'm good. Like back up. But I, when you have that sort of confidence and reassurance, yeah. like it, you carry yourself with a different swag. Yeah. So yeah, oh, that's deep. I like mm-hmm. that a lot. Um, cool. Well, thanks for letting me jump off for a quick second. On yeah, that. no problem. No um, problem. as we as we start to wrap this up, let's talk about what you're doing now. Now you said you're working for. What's your regular job? Your my, my main job is mm-hmm. I'm a production manager and producer at mm-hmm. Complex Media. And what so, is that? So Complex is a um, is a it's a <laughs> digital network geared towards like young urban young urban millennial men. Um, so we do shows like Hot Ones. Mm-hmm. We do like shows like Sneaker Shopping. Mm-hmm. Right now I'm working on a show called Hiking with Rappers. It premieres <laughs> in September, so right. it's Hiking with Rappers. So I'm in. Um, I won't say what park, but I'm in, in a park, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, a couple of days a week hiking with. Uh, so you out there trying to lose weight yourself? Yeah, <laughs> like hiking with a few, you know, pr- pretty big, you know, A-list rap mm-hmm. uh, hip hop celebrities. Right. And so that's pretty cool. So we wrap that next week. When does that drop? Um, in September sometime like okay. September 23rd I believe Boy, that's quick um, yeah, yeah we turn stuff around fast that's one and that's and that's why you see so much stuff on right. my social media where right. people be like I, lo- I love when people be like oh my god you stay working because because right. my the turnaround is right. so fast with digital mm-hmm. that it's it's so quick so like you know you shoot something today and it's out you know two weeks later right. I love that mm-hmm. um, so I have a few pieces that are, that are dropping I have a, a piece with um a news piece with Blast that's out right now. I have a news piece with Isaiah Rashad that's out right now. Um, Hiking with Rappers comes out in September. Um, four episodes, three or four episodes of the show No Cosign that I'm a producer on that comes out in October. What's, what's the one with the big guy? Uh, is it uh, is that Chef Alvin? Is it the Burger yeah, yeah, Show? Yeah, I think so. Is it, he's like a, a bigger Latino yeah, guy? No, the big black guy. I thought there was one you showed like a couple weeks ago. You had it in your feed. Was it, was it Mama's Kitchen maybe? Maybe. Big black it was a big black guy. It looked like he was hilarious. Was he like chocolate with a ball head? Yeah, I think so. It was like, it was like, it was like more like behind the scenes with him. And he was doing a bunch of crazy. Oh, stuff. Oh, that was that was that was that was Murray. That was that was um that was uh no cosign Murray. That looks hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So that was episode of uh if that's what you're talking about. It was an episode of uh, no cosign Murray. That's mm-hmm. up on YouTube right now. Yeah, he was like sitting by the pool, like about to get in, and like oh, kept pretending like he was gonna fall in the water or some shit. It was like. The heck was on? Yeah, you said that was me. Yeah, pool, water. Anyway, I'll find it. I'll, I'll oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me know because anyway. no, 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 that wasn't that wasn't that. Then I don't know what that was. But also, sometimes mm-hmm. I work on so much stuff between 
my main job and, and outside of my main job and building my own production company, things become blurry. Yeah, I'm so sure. I'm trying to think of like what good. that could have been. Um, it may have something. I may have just been something I reposted too. Okay. Um, but um, so have that up. And also, as far as projects and development, I have my first feature mm. film. Um, we got an eight on the blacklist. It's called Give the Drummer Some. Nice. And it's about a, um, an all-female go-go band set mm. in 1989 in Southeast D.C. Nice. It's a really beautiful, be- really gorgeous coming-of-age story um, about female empowerment and about you know uh, black female go-go performers who are navigating the misogyny um, in D.C. at that time uh, with uh, you know dealing with other male artists. And so mm. we are in... Music is gonna be the shit. Yeah, so we're in heavy, heavy talks mm-hmm. with a very great company that yeah. I can't say the name of, awesome, awesome. and I can't say details because nothing, nothing is official. But mm-hmm. um, that's super duper exciting. Right. Um, written by Stephen Chu, my producing partner is Quan Latif Hill. She's brilliant, and Stephen's brilliant as well. And Stephen's from Southeast DC, so it's really near and dear to his heart. Mm-hmm. So I have that. I have a show called Mama's Kitchen that I did the pilot for with, um, and my producing partner on that is Seth Brundle, who's a, amazing and brilliant. Um, and he's the host as well mm-hmm. and it's basically we uh, Seth travels around LA and he surprises moms um, and he learns how to make their favorite recipes with them That's and uh, we cut to a video package of them of, of their of their kids talking about how amazing mom is and mm-hmm. how influential her, her 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 and her character and her her spirit and how her and, and above all her food her food is and how that's impacted their lives and then Seth Seth learns how to make the recipe so have that pilot um, the pilot's actually done it's in the can so we've been shopping for a while <laughs> selling a show is not easy it's Trust real um, yeah, and also uh, I'm out I'm, twice a week trying to sell it's crazy and, 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 and for transparency I'm not repped All I, I have an attorney that's about it I don't have so an you get agent. all these jobs without an agent yeah, wow. I'm a hustler. I'm a Philly hustler, man. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't have an agent. I don't have a manager. So yeah. um, I would like one mm-hmm. um, to, you know, to sort of get to that, to start going to that next level. And also um, now stepping into like the writer director seat. I'm going to connect you. Please, please do. Um, now stepping into the writer director seat. I just finished uh, a first draft of a scripted pilot called Gunkles. It's about um, a black gay married couple in their 30s who inherit 10 year old twins. Mm. Um, and so I basically wrote what I want my life to be 10 years from now. Um, So, yeah. So, and and I've got a lot of great feedback for that. So, Mm. yeah, man, just hustling. Just really, really hustling. So, that's, that's, those are all the things that are on my slate. And, um, just, just navigating this, this LA Hollywood thing, figuring it out. Sounds like you're figuring it out. You know, even yeah. without without reps and shit behind you. Totally. I mean, like, ain't got no choice. You know what I mean? You know? And so, you know, I've, I've, like I said, I've come a long way um, since being here seven years and being, right. you know, in my studio apartment with no furniture and, and again, depressed and suicidal. Now you got a I'm house in the hills in the Mark Park. Soon. I got the video tape. Hey, hey, claim it. You know, I receive it. So I'm fortunate that I've, that I've come a long way through that journey through you do prayer and counseling therapy and, and friends and family to really help me get to this place yeah. um y'all gonna win outfits tonight and shit you yes know? yes going to outfits about to go shopping find an outfit, <laughs> outfit on the day fest you know what i mean and so yeah i'm, I'm grateful i'm mm-hmm. really really grateful by how um um things are turning out um even better than what i expected right. um and, and it's step by step right it's brick by brick it really is brick by brick mm-hmm. so anyone who is coming out here like you know please don't be discouraged like you i always say my career is a triathlon and my goal is just to stay in a race. Mm-hmm. And I say triathlon instead of marathon because 
in the triathlon, you have to learn how to do different things, right? You have to pivot. So mm-hmm. when reality TV dried up for me, I had to pivot to to narrative film yep. and narrative shorts, and I had to volunteer. Then eventually, I started getting paid, and then music videos, and then you know, and then I had to pivot to digital television. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me, digital content. Um, and now I'm doing that, and I don't know what I don't know what the next what the next adventure is going to be. I know what I want it to be, mm-hmm. um, but I also surrender to you know the divine spirit and 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 take things step by step. And day by day um and i recognize that like that there's a plan for it for mm-hmm. me and i think you know having that level of faith and having that level of tenacity and recognizing that i'm being guided by something you know much bigger but also by my by my by my gut and by my instincts mm-hmm. um one of the things that i have such a, a, a such a great sense of peace is that i'm exactly where i'm supposed to be doing exactly what i'm supposed to do you know what I mean? Like, there's literally nowhere else in the world that I'd rather be. Mm. Like, it, even just sitting here on this podcast, like, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. I love it. So, there's, there's this great sense of peace in the journey that I'm on. Yeah. So, it feels the good. The next thing is to get that man. <laughs> you be all right. I mean, uh, let me tell you something. <laughs> you too wild if, at the club at listen, night. If, you if, if, if you, if you, I, I am, I am, I am looking for. Part, I'm, let me let me be fully transparent. I'm looking for authentic, healthy partnership. I'm looking for marriage and children. I'm looking for generational wealth building. I'm looking for legacy building. If you don't want that, do not apply. <laughs> and anything else does not fit. I'm letting you know. Um, so Darnell yeah, said he's the straight version of yeah, all that. Right hey, there. listen, like you know, look, I, I, I got I got some ladies I can hook you up with. You know, that got some good sense. That want a good quality man. If you got some gay brothers that that that, that are the same, please send them my way but yeah like i'm i'm that's something five I've five five six yeah, one oh, that six part one. that's something i've become extremely clear on like, like i had to get really clear on that last year especially doing sitting in sitting through the pandemic by myself right. i had to get really really clear on what i wanted right. and the kind of partner i want and the kind of man i want to be with and the kind of man, kind of man that i am so i you know i've had some some folks that, even this year where they're like i don't want kids oh good no Bye. Important, you know, like because that's yeah. that, I'm not you even gotta want this, you gotta want the same. I'm thing. not even gonna have this conversation yes. with you because yeah. that's I'm not wasting my time. Right. Or you know, I I was you know, or they're like, oh, I don't want to live in L.A. Well, bye, because I love L.A. Exactly. I love L.A. You know, I call LA LA is my arranged marriage. It's, it, I had to learn. How, I had to learn how to love it. Now that you I hated love it, it for the first year, now I, you see, I, see it. I didn't. This is the thing. I didn't. I didn't hate it. I just didn't feel like it loved me back. Okay, got I, I I just I just it was just such a a mind fuck of mm-hmm. like what did I get myself into? Mm-hmm. It was just so hard. You know, I remember like um, a, a really great guy that I was dating. He asked me. He was like. um had you known how hard it was going to be, would you have come? And I was like, hell no. Mm. Hell no, I wouldn't have came. Cleaning toilets and mopping <laughs> floors? Fuck no, I wouldn't. I would have stayed my ass right in New York. My life in New York was amazing. Gorgeous apartment in, in Astoria, Queens. Two hours away from my family in Philly. It's a two-hour train ride. Quit. Like, it was, New right. York was perfect. You gave up, but, but all, you but, gave it all up. Yeah, but I knew something was waiting for me here. Right. And and you know and and also like I'm also really transparent about this. I think a lot of a lot of us try to be so cool where we don't shout out our peers mm-hmm. that are doing big things. That I looked at it was three people, no four people in particular that I looked at. Mm-hmm. No, it was more than four, but it was like a group of people. It was it was Issa, mm-hmm. Lena, Ben Jones, mm-hmm. and Justin Simeon, and the whole Black and Sexy yep. tribe that was like together at that time. It was all of those people that I looked at where I was like, I need to get to L.A. Mm-hmm. Because I saw what was happening, you know, eight years ago, nine years ago. And mm-hmm. I was like, and that's when I started 
stacking my chips. When I watched Awkward Black Girl in my cubicle at VH1, I was like, I started save. I, I opened an LA savings account the next day because mm. I was like, okay, there's something <laughs> happening in LA and I need to get there. Right. And so, and shout out, so shout, shout out to shout out to all of them because they were a huge inspiration. Um, and I all, knew all friends of ours. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and, I mean and, yeah. yeah, and and I knew I was like, okay, I need to get there because that's where yep. it was. So, like, but. I didn't. What I didn't know was the sacrifice that it was going to take. I didn't know that. And it's going to keep doing yeah, this. That's the irony of it all. Because yeah. when you know? I came here, I worked right away. Mm-hmm. I worked um, a year and a half straight, mm. and then it dried up right. for two, and two, three for, years. For two, for two years, I was I was That's there a for long exact, time. I was there for exactly twenty two months. Twenty two months in a laundromat, but I was um, in mopping floors, cleaning toilets, doing fluff and fold. Mm-hmm. I did learn that you know I eventually want I want to own a laundromat because it's a good source okay, of income. Okay, I was about to say, it's a good, yeah. So I, you I know how to run the business, exactly, and, and I know how to run the business. See, but it's gonna come back. It's but during those twenty two months, I did twenty five films, hmm. and that helped me build my relationship with Project Involved. Right. Then I became a Project Involved fellow, and then I did Black Boy Joy, and then I got the you know what I mean. So it's like mm. it, you know nothing is I wasted. Did, didn't Barry Jenkins' first movie take place in a laundromat or some shit? I'm well, like maybe you might want to see something. Hey, I hey I, I, you I might would, know somebody. Hey, I would, I would <laughs> love to work with Barry Jenkins. I think he's so phenomenal. Um, and so yeah, so there's just been uh, yeah, and 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 now you know now I'm, I'm coasting, and now mm. things are going really really well. I I know this business; it ebbs and flows. And you know you're hot, Trust and you're not. I get it. And I, I watched an interview with Jimmy Jam and Terry <laughs> Lewis a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. and I love, I adore them. And they were like, "We don't want to be hot." I worked with them before. Yeah, we want to be warm for a long time. And I was like, "I'll take it. Right. I'll be warm for a long time because I want to be doing this when I'm trying to be on my Harry Belafonte, Sidney yes. Poitier, Cicely Tyson yes. type shit. Where I'm like, where they be like, you nine and you you what you directing now? <laughs> exactly. Like nigga, you ninety. What else you got? Like. I'm, I'm still when Cicely Tyson dropped her autobiography and died the next day I said goals at 90 something I yes. said that's how I'm trying to be yes. like like you use me all up mm-hmm. work work me until I'm in the grave because I have so much to give I have so much to contribute I have so many dreams and so many goals and I have so much purpose mm-hmm. so why not go for it indeed on that note thank you man thank you for thank you for coming me. Nasir Kenneth Therapy in the building. Yes, sir. What to do? What to do? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming through. Um, where can people follow you? Are you on Twitter, Instagram? I'm, I'm on everything on Twitter on, on Twitter Nasir K. Furby on Instagram Nasir Kenneth Furby Facebook Nasir Kenneth Furby IMDB Nasir Kenneth Furby and my website it's www.nasirkfurby.com Nice, nice. Check me out. <clears throat> and I'm your host Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter, I say Twitter like I'm cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Instagram, uh, Clubhouse, everything else, at Hilliard Guest. You can follow the show, Screenwriters RR on Twitter. Any questions, ScreenwritersRentRoom at gmail.com. Please go on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, whatever you listen to. We're everywhere. Give us a five-star review. We need that for the metrics to blow this thing up. <clears throat> Shout out to Darnell over there chilling. What up, D? Darnell Givens <laughs> in the building. You, um, he's off. He's off. He's off the mics. So you can't hear him. But you could yell. Great job. That's good <laughs> enough. All that bass in the throat. <laughs> bass in your face. <laughs> anyway, uh, shout out to everybody out there. We appreciate everybody listening to the show. 
Um, I know Chris gave a bunch of shout outs to a lot of you guys who've been um, liking the show and donating to our Patreon page. We appreciate that. ScreenwritersRR.com. You can find that. Um, keep those donations coming in. They really help us go. We got a lot of really cool upcoming episodes coming in the future. Um, I think we're doing Mike Gallo um, this week. Love yeah. Mike. Yeah, Mike's Love good Mike. people out there killing it right so now. So proud of him. Killing it right now. So proud of him. Part of part, part of Issa's group. Yeah, so, you know what I mean? so all proud of that. Him so happy yeah, for him for sure. Yeah, he's on that Ginny and Ginny and yeah, uh, Ginny and Georgia. Ginny, Georgia, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And insecure. Okay, two for one, bitch. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> anyway, so joining me for uh, Wakanda Forever, joining with me, Darnell. You guys know how we do it on the rant room. On the show, we keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what? Everybody. Wakanda, Wakanda forever. forever. Yeah. <laughs> Peace, everybody. Peace. I'm say what I feel. And I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the rain room. Well, you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing The doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind And the business got me stressed In the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca Sass in class Yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess When you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening Your pen and words Are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the Red Room. Red Room. Red Room.